Welcome to Education Matters, presented by the Public School Forum of North Carolina. I'm your host, Marianne Wolf. This week, K-12 students across North Carolina are going back to school. Our public school students are beginning school under what have become known as Plans B and C. And in most districts, that is either a hybrid or a fully remote learning schedule. As of this taping, students in 60 school districts will begin in a fully remote learning setting. Many school districts have shared that the fall, even if it is conducted all online, will not be like March through June of this past school year when we were just starting out with remote learning. Districts and school leaders and educators have had a chance to reflect on the spring, engage in professional learning, and plan for what their students need. While this year is certainly different than any other start of a school year that we can remember, it is very important for us to ensure that student voice is considered and heard throughout the implementation of our learning environments. During this show, we will do just that, hear directly from students across our state. These students will help us understand what it is like to be a K-12 student during COVID-19 and how we can best support them this year. We have had opportunities to hear from principals, superintendents, teachers, and parents about the biggest challenges and even hopes for the coming school year. But today we want to hear straight from the students. It is our pleasure to have with us today Kayla Keaton, a senior at Middle Creek High School in Wake County, and Grace Greenberg, a sophomore at South Central High School in Pitt County. Kayla and Grace, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'd love to start out by asking each of you, how does it feel to be starting a new school year in the midst of COVID-19? And maybe tell us a little bit about what your school year will be like. Grace? It feels pretty surreal. It doesn't really, it's pretty crazy. Just all the changes we've had to make. We would never have expected this back in March. And my school district has chosen to do a mixture of face-to-face -face learning and virtual learning. Now, Kayla, how do you feel starting your senior year um, in the midst of COVID? <laughs> yes, um, I honestly, I'm starting to question what school even is anymore because, you know, I have a combination of senioritis. I haven't been getting up at 725 since March. And so it's like, what do I even, it's so hard getting back into that process now, especially since I will be at home and I'm gonna wanna be comfortable. I'm going to want to sleep in since I don't have to drive anywhere now. So that's gonna be a little bit of a harder transition. Wake County has provided two different options for all students. You can choose to be in a virtual academy where you stay at home regardless of district decisions for an entire semester or the entire year, um, it was their choice or you can choose to kind of go with the flow with the county. Now, both of you started to talk about how different this does feel. And Grace, I wonder if there are strategies that you either used in the spring or you plan to use as you go back to school that will make school successful, but also positive for you. I've been focusing on seeing the good and just being positive and just looking forward to the future and remembering that this is a crazy time and we're all gonna look back and remember it so I want to remember it fondly. 
Thank you. And Kayla, um, you mentioned this, you know, how do you get out of this rhythm of kind of being at home and having a lot of flexibility, but now school's going to start. Um, have you thought about some strategies that you might use um, both in terms of your schoolwork, but also connecting with others? One of the things that my school is doing in terms of their new daily schedule is they're in a 90 block period for high schoolers. It's 50 minutes of instruction, live instruction with our teachers and then 40 minutes of independent or group work. And I'm really planning to use that independent and group work like to the maximum. Um, during remote learning, we didn't have an exact, like a very rigid daily schedule like that. It was kind of like, if teachers wanted to do live teaching, they could, if they didn't, they could just assign videos and assign classwork and you do it by the end of the week. And so that really allowed me to just kind of use that extra free time to focus on things that I just like, things that I like to do that I usually don't do during the school year. I was cooking new foods, I was listening to new music, I was watching new Netflix shows, and that was really um, energizing for me because I didn't feel so crammed, especially with extracurriculars kind of falling off towards the end of the year. I had a whole lot more time. But this year, since everything is definitely going to be more structured, um, I'm really just planning to do all of my work during the day, during the regular 725 to 218 as much as I can. So I can still kind of enjoy that feeling of being at home and doing things that I just like to do for myself. Thank you so much. And Grace, I wonder, Kayla mentioned kind of the shift away from so many extracurriculars that maybe many of you have experienced before. Um, have you been able, Grace, to engage in extracurricular activities, or do you think you'll be able to once um, the school year begins? So, not, we have, I run cross country, and I also swim, but that's in the winter, so I've just been um, running on, on my own. My coach has given us, like, calendars of stuff we can do to get ready, because hopefully we'll be able to start our season September. And since cross country is one of the less contact sports, they've kind of put it on a list where we hopefully will get to start just because there's a lot less risk factors, no contact, we can run far apart, stuff like that. Um, so as you're thinking about teachers and families that are trying to support students and also engage students, um, you know, you two both have plans for how you're going to engage, but I wonder, do you have any advice for educators or families and how they can make sure they are connecting with students and supporting their students? Um, Kayla? I think one of the big things is that when you ask students to do an assignment, to make it an assignment that is at the very least something they would want to learn or a medium where they would want to engage with it, especially since it's going to be virtual, you have a lot of options. We can look at music videos and look at that as a text. We can look at documentaries, look at that as a text. We can look at a specific Netflix show that is school appropriate, look at that as a text and do things like that, especially since we're going to want to do those things anyways while we're in the comfort of our homes. Anything social media related, that type of assignment, I think that would be, it would at the very least take us out of the mindset of, oh, I'm at home and I still have to do schoolwork. It would be way easier to do something like that where it's in a format that we're used to seeing online or on our devices anyways instead of like trying to read like a textbook online or something that's not going to be very 
um, encouraging and motivating if I'm at home and I'm reading a textbook on my computer, anything um, with visuals and audio, that would be perfect, honestly. So I do hear this idea of relevance, right? What feels relevant, but also teachers may have some space to be creative in ways they maybe didn't feel like they could in a face-to-face -face classroom, or maybe they're, you know, this gives them a different opportunity. Grace, what about you? Do you have advice for families or for teachers in how they can support and engage students? For teachers, I agree with Kayla. My um, health teacher, actually, we did a really fun project over virtual learning where we had to take pictures and do different journals and that was really fun. And I would also say for teachers, reach out to all the students and check on us and have conversations with us because I know for me, I really miss interaction with my teachers. I really appreciate you you both. The advice you have is, is well taken. Um, so I this is kind of a short question, but I'm just curious to hear. Um, what are you worried about for the upcoming year? I'll start with you, Grace. I'm a little bit worried about keeping a mask on all day because I've, I had to do my driver's ed driving in the car and that was two hours with a mask on and it was kind of hard, but I think we'll make it. It's just hard to picture being in a mask for seven hours. Yeah. Kayla, what are you worried about? Um, one of the things that I am worried about is that as a senior, I will not get to do any of my senior things, especially if I decide to go to virtual academy for the second semester. I've not decided that yet because I'm waiting for my district's decision on everything. And if there will even be room for me in my in-person um, environment anymore, mm -hmm. if I decide to go back in late, but things like senior picnic day, things like prom, I did not go this year, um, a regular graduation, those are all kind of up in the air now. Like, are they even safe anymore? Is it going to be completely different? Like whatever I've been seeing on TV and in movies or in pictures and stories, like, is that gonna be a completely different thing now? Um, I'm just a little worried that like, I've been in school all this time and looking forward to things and they may not happen exactly the way that I pictured it anymore and it'll be a little bit different. We're going to remain hopeful, right, that maybe we'll be able to have ways to do some of those things. So in our last 30 seconds, I want you each to give advice to other students who are feeling worried or not really sure what this year is going to look like. Um, what advice do you have? And Grace, I'll start with you that you're not alone everyone in the world is going through this and sometimes I feel like it's just me who's getting my high school experience taken away but it's everyone so remember that you're not alone thank you and Kayla one of the things I would say is to do not feel pressured to give everything the same energy as you would have last year this is a completely different like is brand new territory it is fine if you feel the need to maybe drop an extracurricular you still want to be involved in your school but you do not want to overload yourself and you also don't want to be in front of a computer all day um, and the next thing that i have to say is definitely protect yourself you want to protect your friends you also want to protect your teachers this it has to be a group effort and you're part of the group so you have to play your part
Well, thank you both so much. Um, you've offered such great advice, but also just insight into what our students are feeling and thinking. And um, I just hope you both have very productive and um, a good school year. And I hope we can hear back from you on how that goes. So thank you so much. And after the break, we'll actually be talking to two more middle school students. Thank you so much. Education Matters is brought to you each week in part by Town Bank, serving others, enriching lives. Welcome back to Education Matters. We are pleased to be joined by Caitlin Decker, a seventh grader at Murphy Middle School out in the very most western part of our state in Cherokee County, and Clark Henry, an eighth grader at Waddell Language Academy in Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools. Welcome to both of you. I'm wondering, how does it feel to be starting a new year, eighth grade for you in the midst of COVID-19? I think I feel pretty confident about me um, really staying on top of my work, but um, I'm definitely worried about um, how it's going to roll. So, yes. I'm excited to be able to go back to school from doing all like the remote learning and everything. But at the same time, it is a little bit nerve wracking because, you know, just having to wear a mask and everything and just the unknown of what's going to happen. Um, how many days a week will you be going? What does your schedule look like? We will be going in on Mondays and Tuesdays. So some people will go in on Mondays and Tuesdays and some on Thursdays and Fridays based on your last name, the initial of your last name. And then on Wednesdays, everyone will do virtual school. And then yeah. on the days you're going, you'll do virtual. When you think about the next school year, are there any things that you're worried about as you go into it? I'm just sort of concerned with doing some remote learning because even though I know that's probably a safer and better option for this year, um, I just feel like when we're doing remote learning, I don't really retain or learn it as well. Like, I think I get the basic understanding of it and what I need to understand and learn, but I feel like I learn it better when I'm actually in a classroom. Yes, so I, also, I actually wrote down a few things that I'm actually really worried about. Um, and one of the things are keeping us interested. So for me, keeping, keeping me personally interested is very hard to do because um, I really procrastinate a lot and I get out of it super quick. But I think there's different things that you can make us like draw our attention because I knew that last year not a lot of kids would even attend the gyms because they weren't interested. So I think that definitely keeping me interested and others definitely very interested is a definitely good way to, um, you know, grab our attention. Yeah. Have you been able to or do you think you'll be able to participate in extracurricular activities, either one you used to do or some new ones? With school sports, um, I run track, so that's in the spring, so I haven't really had much to do or don't really know that much about what's going on with the sports, like fall sports, um, but I do know um, some of my friends are on, like, the vault, they're practicing for volleyball, and instead of being in the gym and everything, they've been doing just workouts and, like, conditioning outside, which I think is what most of the other sports have been doing as well. I actually do not think I will be able to, but if I do, I'm definitely going to go in for it because anything I can do to, you know, um, keep myself active is definitely something that I really want to do. Um, but I've actually dropped one of my um, curricular activities and picked up a new one. So I'm hoping that they open up, which is volleyball. I hope that they open up to, um, you know, having our, our same volleyball type of feel this year. But if not, I will try at home and practice constantly. 
Something else you mentioned to me is that at your school, you're able to participate in languages. And uh, yeah. I know that you've taken both Chinese and German. And I wonder, how does that work through virtual learning? Are there some advantages to it? So there's definitely a lot of advantages because this definitely shows how much you definitely paid attention in class when we were in in person. Because once you once you definitely get onto online, it does get more complex because you're there. You're not the teacher's not there constantly telling you what to do, and you have to learn on your own, which is kind of sad. But you know you have to try to do it. Um, German for me was definitely a challenge because it was obviously my second language and I picked it up in sixth grade. I also mentioned to you earlier that it's a different dialect, so it makes it a hundred times harder. Um, but I try to keep up with it as much as I could. Um, and I think that I don't think there's a lot of disadvantages for me personally because I didn't pay attention, but there may be for, um, other students that struggled a little bit more. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so I wonder if you have advice for teachers, because you mentioned how important it is to keep you interested. Um, yeah. When you think about the experience you had, but knowing that teachers have learned a lot over the summer, as have our district and school leaders, what advice do you have for them to really support you and other students? My advice for teachers, with this being like with where I'm going to school, some of it being remote and some being in class, I think when you're doing remote, it's easier to for it to be a lot more boring and just not as interesting or interactive. So I think my advice for teachers would just be when doing remote learning to make it as interactive and as fun as you can and to make it as much like in-person school. Um, so if you can do like Zoom calls or Google meetings or something like that, so it's like you're actually in the classroom. So I think um, what I was able to do last year with my teachers was to develop a, a interpersonal connection with each of them. And I think this year, definitely checking in with our emotional state is definitely very important for me because I think that you having that, that like that just interpersonal collection, like I just said, is definitely very important because if you're just sitting in a Zoom, you're like, I really don't know this teacher, but I don't want to, I don't know how to talk to them. I'm like, I'm, I'm confused, but you don't want to say anything about it. I definitely was one of those students that would say I'm confused because I think that's very important that I get the concept or I'm just going to be lost. Um, another thing that I think is to give us time to get into that virtual groove because Whew, it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough, especially for eighth graders because we're older and we're turning into that teenager feel. And it's going to be definitely important for us to get used to it and us to really accept the fact that we're in Corona and we're in COVID. So I think that's very important as well. Yeah, I've been hearing about a lot of that too. Um, well, the other thing is you feel, it seems like you've done a lot of thinking about how you're going to approach this year and what you're going to do. And I wonder if you have advice for students who might be worried, who might be thinking, how am I going to keep up? How am I going to make this also enjoyable? Um, so I'd love if you would share some advice for other students. Okay, so when you're like speaking of remote learning and not just in class and in-person learning, um, one thing that I would suggest is it's really easy to just procrastinate and just put off doing your work until like way later in the day. And then in reality, that just creates more work for you. And it just puts a lot of stress on you if you try to wait till the very end of the day to do it. So my advice um, would just be to just get your work done um, and not put it off. And then if you have any calls to join like Zoom meetings or Google meetings or anything like that, make sure to join them if you can. 
Yeah, so I think that the best thing I could tell you guys is to keep attending. So I think the more you attend, the more easier the work will get, the more easier you'll get into the groove. Um, I think that a lot of kids were actually very frustrated this year when you, um, in the Charlotte-Mecklenburg County, when you figured out that you could either pass or withdraw. So a lot of the kids like me would attend every single Zoom, or you would even see those kids that would kind of fall back a little bit. So you'd kind of be frustrated because you were like, so I did this all for what reason? So I think just to keep attending and to know that we're going to get through this and just to keep on top of your work because I know that it was a struggle for a lot of students. So I think that's like the best advice I could give kids, you know. I think many students are nodding their heads right now knowing that you're right. So uh, thank you so much for that and it's helpful for families. Well, we really appreciate you sharing your thoughts with us today and um, hopefully we can talk again sometime soon. We're very appreciative that you're with us. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. After the break, um, we will have the final word. Yes. I am always amazed by our students. They consistently remind me of their resilience, creativity, and leadership skills. And in those moments, I believe that our state and our country will be okay. As you heard from our students today, they experience a range of emotions just like we do when we sit with our visions about this upcoming school year. However, they have also found interesting approaches to solving problems, discovered how to pursue new interests, cared for their families and communities, and not given up on what is important to them. August 17th may not include the same back to school photos with our kids climbing onto the yellow school bus, racing to find friends at lunch, or having practice after school. And it's okay for all of us, students, parents, and teachers, to be sad about these missed moments. However, as our students shared, we are still moving forward and have opportunities to support them. First, we must help them find the positive aspects of their new learning environments. If we focus on what we have lost rather than what we might gain, we may not give our students the space to discover more about themselves and how they learn. Some students may find it easier to connect with a teacher in a remote setting. Others may use the time they used to spend on a particular activity to pursue a club or other interest. Second, we can help students establish a schedule that aligns with the school's expectations and also their home lives. Our children crave structure. Consider how to go back to a set wake-up time to help your students build exercise or brain breaks into the day and to assist students in tapping into office hours with teachers when they need help. This will look different for different families and students and we need to be kind to ourselves as we figure out how to balance this with family work schedules or different childcare situations. Third, ask for the help and support you need for your child or family. If you are a family who is struggling with childcare, access to food, or are supporting your students' learning needs, reach out. Schools and districts across the state are working with community partners like municipalities, YMCAs, or boys and girls clubs that are providing childcare options. This is still a work in progress, but there is a deep understanding of the myriad complications that hybrid or remote learning causes for our families, especially those that are the most vulnerable. Last, our students need us to support their social and emotional learning in addition to their academics. 
This may require helping our students to find other students online or suggesting study groups or playtime outside with neighbors. Many districts have supports built in with opportunities to sign up to talk with school counselors, social workers, or other mental health supports. You can make sure that your child knows that you see this as critical to their learning. This year will be different. While we all strive for normalcy, we can help our students and children make the most of each day and these unique learning opportunities. Our children only get each of these days in whatever grade they are in once. These minutes are important and will help shape who they are and will become. I am confident that our families and schools will strive to support them each step of the way. Thank you for taking time with us to learn and think about education. That's all for today and we'll see you next week.